The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya. And joining us today, very special guest, Paul Wiseman, president of Guildhall Wealth. And today we're going to be talking about uh, the markets. Let's talk about the week that was, Jerry. Uh, not much happened in the week of precious metals. It was kind of flat, um, if not uh, moving a bit lower today on Friday as we record the show. Now, obviously, they're saying inflation's not an issue. Uh, all of a sudden, we've gone from transitory to we have to fix to fight it to there is no more inflation. So first question out the gate, do you think this gives the Fed an excuse to pause? Well, we may see we're seeing bets right now from the CME uh, projections on their target rate hike. There's a tool, a Fed um, speculation tool that they use to project you know, what they're anticipating. And things are shifting. Uh, there is a, sh- a, sh- a sh- kind of a consensus that they're not going to be as aggressive. The FOMC was the main news piece, news item that happened this week. Again, really, the markets are just concerned what the Fed does. Uh, news like retail sales and consumer confidence, although these, although these news items are important, it really gets trumped by what the Fed says and what they do. FOMC minutes passed this Wednesday. They talked about hiking rates further. Their next rate hike is September, September 20, 20 the 21st. But uh, there is some waning expectations uh, of a further 75 base point hike, probably back to 50. And they're actually saying that they are seeing the pace of policy rate increases slowing. So the pace at which they're hiking we're going to be expecting a slowdown and potentially a pivot, as I say. You know, I do wonder how they went so many years without raising interest rates that they've decided to do it all at once here. Um, But also at the same time, Paul, doesn't doesn't it get a little irritating how we're all like lapdogs to the Fed? They seem to be just, we can't do anything until they tell us how things are going out in the markets. Forget what's going on at your regular grocery store in your community. We just have to wait till the Fed tells us how things are going. Yeah, but it's the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. Excuse me. Uh, Powell came out and said that he's going to use any means to stop inflation. That means he's going to put interest rates up. I don't care how many Fed presidents they bring out from all over the country, all talking heads, all talking the U.S. dollar up. They can move the U.S. dollar up. That stops inflation a little bit. But it doesn't last. I mean, uh, people are asking for pay increases. I mean, forget the U.S. for the minute. Let's look at Canada. Let's look at the school teachers uh, that are looking for a pay increase of over 11%. And Ford, for example, offers, he said, I'm going to give you 8%. 2% a year for four years is 8%. But they're looking for 11% plus. Real inflation is not 9%. It's probably closer to 15%. So offering 2% is an insult at the best of time. And now you're going to have every union. It's all about you know cost of living increases. You can't give 2 3 4% when it's 
9, 10, 15%. They've got double digit in England, inflation. Everything is going crazy. Right now, the price of gas is down. It's temporary. Trust me, it's temporary. It will go up next month, and all of a sudden, everybody's going to be chasing it again. Yeah, well, this is, this is kind of the thing, right? We're in this kind of lull mm-hmm. of the Fed gets to, gets to say, well, we, we, inflation is having a pause here at a moment, so maybe we can pause. But eventually, they either continue to raise rates, or I know that there's been talk from Bernanke and others talking about this idea of normalizing rates. 3% is, is their target, 3 35 for normalizing rates, which is to kind of say there's already an exit plan and already a, a hard stop at, at a certain point. Because let's be honest, we all know, everybody knows that they're caught. They either raise interest rates and tank the economy – at some point, they're going to have to reverse course. And when they do, they start printing money. And then at the same time, you've got the government that wants to just deficit spend. So you have the, you have the Inflation Protection Act, right? They, they say, they, they say on, on national TV, on mainstream news, we're, not gonna, we're only going after people with, with uh, income of over 400000 well, did you guys hear that there was a congressman who entered in a bill to say that you will not go after people under 400000 and they all rejected it? <laughs> Goodness gracious. So they say one thing on TV, but then when it comes to the real, the real deal, they go, no, no, no. Obviously, we're hiring 80,000-plus IRS agents with guns because we want to go after the little guys. We're not going to go after the people who have 400000 because they're probably our donors. <laughs> what do you make of all that, Paul? Well- I really, you know, American politics is something else. I mean, everything is added on to bills. It's hidden. I'm more concerned with what's happening in Canada right now. And I read a a couple of articles today um, about the banks are building up reserves, um, which means they're worried about bad debts, people that use their homes as uh, an ATM machine, They had lines of credit. They were spending money while COVID was going on. They were getting paid from the government. All that's going away. And now the rooster has come home to roost. It's (laughs) it's as simple as that. I mean, everything is going up and you can't stop it. It's a freight train. You can't stop it. So what about, Jerry, what about people who who would be frustrated by the fact that gold and silver, now gold has really held in there, actually, if you compare gold to all of the major indices, I think gold's down less than 3%, less than 2% on the year, depending on the currency. But there would be some who say, well, how come it hasn't, where, where's my inflation rebate? Well, the, the rebate has already happened. Um, this is what we're seeing uh, with, if you look at the, the rebate with the tax bill in the US, I mean, they were offering some tax incentives, tax breaks for uh, electric vehicles. And immediately, Ford and GM decided to raise raise the, the the cost of vehicles by the exact amount for the credits. So it's just it, everything's just gone that's uh, upside down. Fake. That's another head fake. I mean, I live in a condo. You know, what am I supposed to do? Throw a cable over the balcony to charge an electric vehicle? You know, it's not developed. Mm-hmm. It just can't happen that quick. I mean, it, this is like vaporware. It's an idea, uh, but. It, it doesn't well, make bad. any sense. Uh, well, I mean, I know you don't want to talk politics, but it's bad politics because the infrastructure isn't there. Of they want you to they they want you to have an alternative to oil, but it's the infrastructure isn't there. Now, if you left it to the free market, 
you know, maybe it would get there eventually, but, um, you know, you've got government intervention on this. And of course, in Europe, they have energy crisis. They, they're, you know, they're really worried about what's going to happen this winter. But how do you create electricity anyway? Did you burn coal? Fire up those nuclear plants. Nuclear? I mean, well, the, how, that's do where those, how do you charge? How do you get electricity? That's that's where you get those memes, right? There's a meme of, of the, the, the car charger, <laughs> but it's got an, a, 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 a propane generator, right. or there's one that's literally pumping oil <laughs> to, to charge these things. Yeah, look, we've got an energy issue that's causing the that's partly what's causing the inflation. But at the end of the day, we're talking about protecting wealth against inflation. And the fact is, is that inflation isn't going away, correct? It's not going away. It's not. It's, it's, it's good. I think it's a runaway train. I think we haven't seen anything yet. I don't think you're going to see what's going to happen a year down the road. People that bought homes got caught up in the bidding wars are walking away from deals. And in the States, it's even worse than it is here because you can't really walk away from a deal. But, the, you know, when you sign an offer subject to financing, the banks are really, you know, coming down on financing. Um, they value the home that you bought a lot less than what you paid for it. And, you know, all right, so they're going to give you 80% of it. Um, they're just not going ahead and taking any risks. I mean, we, you know, we see what's happening every day. Customers come in. We talk to people on the phone. Um, they are not trusting the economy right now. You know, 8%, 10% inflation, you know, eats away. It erodes. You've got $100,000 in the bank. You've saved all your life. And all of a sudden, it's worth 92000 and yeah. dropping. Yeah, and it's not, not just... 92 and going up. 92 and dropping. And the interest the bank gives you, you get more interest taking empty bottles back to Max Milk or the beer store. I mean, <laughs> there is not enough interest there to, to cover it. Jerry? Well, I, I couldn't agree more with all of these fundamentals, but we look at the, the law going back to the law in, in price action in gold and silver. Look, gold and silver versus many baskets and many other indices, are, it's very solid. We're not seeing the volatility, the downside volatility. Um, as far as technical goes, the price of gold has reversed uh, from the July high of 1814 as it trades back below today under the 50-day moving average, which is 1776. Gold's trading about 1750 U.S. price per ounce. Um, and, and in you know, Canadian, it's a lot more. And it's a lot higher. It's $1.30 today. Right, and the Canadian dollar is, again, on the back foot. We're back to 1.30 on the FX. So, you know, ultimately, this is the season over the course of summer historically if you look back gold and silver have a lull during the summer this is a time to accumulate as we see silver to gold ratio back at 91 to 1 this is time is that this, what it is today today it's 91 wow. to 1 so this is a heavy heavy buying signal for silver because as we approach the crash season which i which we call september october november that is when we historically see silver and gold to, to explode higher so this is a great opportunity to be buying at these levels jeremy yeah and look it this isn't just about hedging against inflation. This is also hedging against the fact that the Fed is out of out of chances here. They're out of which direction to take things. They can either raise interest rates and tank the economy or or they can print money and tank the dollar. 
Either way, we're looking towards the end of a system here, and this is why people want to get out of the system and have that protection, have that insurance policy, and especially with silver, because silver does nothing 90% of the time, and then 10% of the time, bang. So let's spend the next segment actually speaking about the potential here on precious metals since we're able to get in here at the bottom of the market. And if you've never purchased precious metals before, we would encourage you to go to our e-store at guildhallpreciousmetals.com, where you can pick up you know, one-ounce bars of gold, we even have, a, I think, 50-gram uh, bars of, of gold and 10-gram, 5-gram. You can also get the gold maple. But silver, there's 10-ounce bars, kilo bars, which is 32.15 ounces, 100-ounce bars, or even maybe a tube of maples. If you've never purchased metals before, that's a great place to start. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. It's The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. You know, over the last couple of weeks, we've seen strength in the U.S. dollar, which Seems to me like an aberration. I'm not quite sure how the dollar continues to be so strong. But I mean, you can throw out your your Best analogy house on the worst street or the dirt or the cleanest shirt in the laundry. Yeah. Jerry, do you have one? Not right now. No. No. Okay. Uh, what about the horse one? <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. The horse. Okay. Uh, Best horse in the glue factory. So yeah, it 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 seems like an aberration that the dollar is getting stronger. Look, at the end of the day, the deficits continue to grow. You have to you have to service these debts with new money. The Fed is going to continue to print money. It's only a matter of time before they start the printing presses again. And that's going to be it for the dollar. And at some point here, whether, Jer- Jerry, you're talking about you know, the crushing fall, whether it happens in September, October, or whether it happens within the next six, seven months, I think that things are going to get pretty crazy and hectic in the markets. And then when you look at the precious metals market, you have some pretty interesting things going on, specifically at the COMEX. Over the last year, you've seen the COMEX go from something like 150 million ounces down to less than 50 million ounces, or give or take 50 million ounces. And a lot of the experts, Jerry, are saying that if it can, if the, the drawdown of physical metal off the COMEX continues at the current rate, you could see the market get down to a level where we saw the major bottom last time in the market, um, and that could happen within the next three months. So speaking of buying opportunities, you were saying, look, one thing to look at is the ratio, right? Another is the amount of product being drawn down on the COMEX. Jerry and then Paul. Well, exactly. That was that was the alert last week we got from Ronan Mindley of, of Bullion Star. He wrote uh, that the stockpiles in the LBMA and the COMEX vaults are at a six-year low. That's crazy. The in- inventory situation for exchanges gets even more dire when accounting for how much of that reported stock is not even available. If the outflows he wrote in the next 18 months match exactly what we've seen for the past 18 months, so another 18 months, the available physical inventory could approach zero, a default. That would snap the markets, snap the exchanges, and the realization of real pricing will come into effect. And that's going to be explosive. The thing that you've got to really look at, if inflation... In Canada is 9%. It's probably close to 15% because there's so many things they take out. We can't put gas in. We can't put rent in. We can't put 
hotel rooms in. Take whatever out the strip loin, put in the sirloin. Um, you've got to look at gold and silver. If inflation is 10% and silver or gold drops 10%, it's still an insurance policy. There is more chance of gold and silver going up 20, 30, 40, 50% in the next six months to a year than losing 10% that we've lost because of the summer months. You've also got to look at the refineries closed down for two to three weeks in Europe. We, we, we buy a lot of PAMP Swiss product and a lot of other Swiss products. You've got to look at the Royal Mint. Also, whether it's closures or slowdowns or they're starting to make 2023 coins, whether it's the regular coins, lunas and tunas or whatever, but they're also making silver maples, gold maples of all denominations. And for 2023, they've got to be made somewhere. So 100-ounce bars will slow down. One-ounce gold bars will slow down. And it's well, happening Well, I would think right that's now. probably why the product's being drawn down off the exchanges too. Is it, you know, We know that wholesalers are probably pulling it off. They might be pulling it off the exchanges to get send it to the refiners for additional product. Well, you're, having, Potentially. you're seeing a lot of where there used to be 1,000-ounce bars those bars are being sent to refineries and turned into, to be honest, about 10-ounce bars and kilo bars because those are really, really popular denominations. Now, speaking of, of price increases, guys, okay, David Morgan was interviewed uh, last week, and he's starting to pull out numbers like $1,200 silver. Oh, and, then, and then, and then um, Peter Schiff was interviewed this week, pulled out the number $1,000 silver. Crazy. And, yeah, it's crazy, but it, you you have to attach it to the value of the dollar. Relative so, for example, if the dollar's worthless, gold's priceless. So at somewhere in between is where the price is going. However, however, I was looking at a chart this week, Jerry, that um, they were comparing the Dow in the 20s up leading up to the crash, and it's a very eerily similar chart and where it puts the Dow on on a target to would be somewhere in the neighborhood of seven to eight thousand, basically putting it back to the bottom of the market in two thousand and eight. Now, of course, if that were to happen, Paul, you'd be looking at a one at at a a one to one ratio of gold against the Dow, which it happened in nineteen eighty. That would be seven thousand dollar gold, yeah, which even from today, seven thousand would be great. You could juggle all the figures you like in the world. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, the biggest one I saw this week was Walmart said, or there was an, they did it on food because they're not selling other commodities in the stores. I mean, people, the average Focus, person just, just wants to get food. food. Yeah. The food in the last three years is up 21%. Well, that's a figure. But what is it up this year? Is it up 15%? Oh, right. And in the following years, 5% and, you know, 6%, 5% or whatever? I mean, food could be up as high as 20%. Mm-hmm. On that twenty one percent, I mean, it's it's crazy. You can you can juggle figures to make it look like whatever it is. I look at the price of gold and silver. You got it in your hand. It's real money. We know what it's worth, but it's undervalued. If you like, yesterday and the, uh, they sold a stock called BBY Bed Bed, Bed Bath and Beyond. Beyond. You know, it jumped up to twenty eight dollars. They're saying the company is almost bankrupt. The big, biggest shareholder sold off 9 million shares. And all these investors, he made 68 million and somebody lost 68 million. It's as simple as that. Gold is real. 
You have to dig it out of the ground. It takes a lot of work to dig it out of the ground and costs to dig it out of the ground, to, to ship it, to refine it, to do all the things it needs to bring it to the client costs money. So it sounds so like it's real. So it know, sounds like what you're saying is w- not so worried about where the price eventually lands, but the fact that you're better to have the money in your hand outside the system because he who owns the gold makes the rules. Well, you know, but inflation confiscates your wealth. So if gold and silver, they can't confiscate it from, you know, the vault or it's in your hand or wherever you've got it. It can only go up in value because the U.S. dollar, though it's gone to a dollar thirty, though it's gone up against all major currencies, it's mythical. It can't last. And as in the States and in Canada, you've got unions that are, you know, renewing their contracts. They are not going to stand like the school teachers, like Ford has offered them 2%. In England right now, there's a, a, a train strike. Four out of five trains are not running. Buses are probably not running. Everything comes to a standstill. So and it's not so- just one union. You think of all the unions that we have from garbage collection to municipal workers to hospitals to all types of things. You know, we can give $200 million to Ukraine, but you can't give the nurses or anybody else any money. Ouch. Doesn't make sense. I know, ouch. But, you know, <laughs> so, nobody said to me, is it okay to give $200 million to Ukraine? Mm-hmm. I well, see in- people laying in the street in downtown Toronto. If they're not well, send them to somewhere where you can look after them. But to give away money... You know, you look after your own first. That's how it is. Charity starts at home. So you'd like to see a, a Canada first policy. Now, Jerry, in Zimbabwe, where the, the currency's toast, they're trying to get gold into the into the hands of people to protect against this. Uh, perhaps this is what uh, could be offered to the unions. What do you think? Uh, we likely won't see that. We know the unions are are going to be continuing their their ambitions to uh, you know. They they love the they love the mon- the printing press. They love right. This is this is my question. The fact is is the the unions come out and they say, well, we need a we need a pay increase because of inflation. And where's that money supposed to come from? They just raise the okay. Well, we can we can fire half of you and just raise everybody's rate, and everyone has to do twice as much work. Or we're going to print it out of somewhere. Uh, I mean, where does the money come from? And that's their that's their power. That's their currency is just being a lobby group and lobbying and and creating um, you know some type of po- popular Good. demand for something. But you know, in reality, we know where the money is going to have to come from. The taxpayers, the Canadians, and this is why we see a new a new Angus Reid poll came out just last week that the majority of Canadians are losing confidence in the Bank of Canada. They raised raised they raised interest rates by, by a whopping one percent. But it continues. If we looked at the inflation data that came out of, the, out of Canada last week, it, the only thing that went down was the gasoline prices. Everything else went up, and it's going to continue to go up. And these are the tailwinds that, that are supportive of our gold. We talked about uh, you know, geopolitical risks. We're talking about you know, around the world, Zimbabwe is one that they're actually seeing stabilization in their currency with the, with the release of gold co- coins in Zimbabwe. It's remarkable. So many tailwinds for gold supporting, and the only one tail, the headwind and pushing gold right, gold down right now, is this mythical strength of the U.S. dollar. And how they're doing that is just talking it up, saying that we're going to be raising interest rates is not enough. The people see it, especially with the mere fact that the gauges that we're we're 
we use to measure inflation are skewed. The measurements for prices are skewed. People know inflation is much higher than 8%. It's not 8%. We can all guarantee, we can all agree on one thing that inflation is north of 15%. And this is why gold and silver right now are being bought more than ever before. You need that insurance policy. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Paul? Yeah, you know, you go into the, the high-end malls, the wealthy are not suffering. Um, they're, not, they're still having three meals a day and they're still eating out. I was in a restaurant the other day. I mean, the prices have just, I can afford it, but it were astronomical. I mean, astronomical. When you're paying $80 for a steak and $9 for a bottle of water, you know, somebody is abusing. I mean, I understand COVID hurt a lot of restaurants. Trying to get it all back in one day is difficult. Mm. You know, the, for me, the best thing to do is own gold and silver. Um, if you don't have a TFSA or an RSP, uh, I recommend a TFSA because it's a tax-free savings account. And we partner with Quest Trade, and you can put gold and silver into that account. And you can put, I think, up to about $85,000 if you've never invested at all right now into a TFSA. And this is what an opportunity with silver trading where it is and gold trading where it is. This is, it's like finding money. As I said earlier, you know, if inflation is 8, 10%, your money is being confiscated. Gold has not come off 8% or 10%, it's only down 3%. Silver is probably down 10% over the last couple of months. It could only go up from where it is. There is a shortage of product. We can't get product like we were getting before. People are starting to smarten up and buy gold and silver, taking it home, putting it in the depository, putting it in the vault in Brinks, or putting it into a registered account where it's safe, it's allocated, segregated, it's your product with bar numbers. It's the way to go. Mm -hmm. Protect and, your wealth. That's all I can tell you. And listen... This out of the out of gold telegraph. Russia is proposing its own international standards for precious metals. We'll talk about that in the next segment. India has launched its own international gold exchange. Uh, uh, there's another uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, they they're considering establishing their own gold refineries, and then you've got China producing the most gold. Uh, they finish by saying, "Are you not entertained?" The fact is, is Brick, brick nations are making massive, massive moves towards gold and an underpinning of currencies with gold, and they've got the most amount of people. So let's just keep that in mind as we go into the next segment. If you're looking to acquire gold for your portfolio, the number is 18778silver. The website, guildhallwealth.com. It's the real money show on AM640. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. You know, looking at the microcosm of, of our desks here at Guildhall, there's definitely... Um, a lack of, of faith in, in what's happening in the economy and with the current structures, uh, the financial structure. And so people are seeking safety. They're seeking a safe haven. They want that insurance policy. Um, you know, yes, we've been talking today a lot about inflation. That's, a, that's obviously a huge part of it. I, always, I, I try to point out to people, you know, there's also the fact that income tax is massive. <laughs> 
right? <laughs> um, the HST, 13%. You know, the government could easily fix this in inflation by simply saying, you know what, moratorium on the, the uh, HST so that Canadians can, can thrive. Now, can, uh, Paul, you made some great points in the last segment saying, you know, uh, perhaps we could do with a, a Canada first policy. Um, you know, we're, we're not being asked at all what, what we, what's going to be done with all of this deficit spending because, you know, the government doesn't actually produce money. I mean, they make money out of thin air, but they don't produce any value to create that, that they wealth. They don't make widgets. They do not make widgets. They just take in the taxes, and they seem hell-bent on deficit spending until the dollar's worthless. Now, we had this clip of this little girl speaking. We put it on our Telegram, and she was showing that, you know, and this goes back to the 70s, that the bank, that uh, every finance minister abdicated their right to use the Bank of Canada for interest-free loans, and they're borrowing the money from the Fed and having to pay interest on it. And so therefore our income taxes have to have to go up. You know, again, if we're paying 30, 40% income tax, 13% on top of that, inflation's at 15, 20%. I mean, we're looking at almost 70% of our entire wealth. We are all debt slaves. Every single person talking, listening to this show right now, we're all debt slaves. We're all in this together. I don't care what side of the political aisle you're on. And it, you know, when it comes to precious metals, the buck stops here because yeah. Gold and silver have no counterparty risk. They've been around for 5,000 years. You cannot print them. They do not depend on your, you know, your ability to raise interest rates or lower interest rates um, to stop the spending, to increase spending. No, they don't demand any of that. You can only increase the supply by maybe maximum 2% a year. What it costs to pull it out of the ground right now, especially on silver, it's like eighteen fifty. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're at that right now in in the current market. I think gold there's a bit of a higher margin. So the idea is here is the opportunity, here is the window for you to be able to get out of this just psychotic financial system that's happening and get to higher land, right, higher ground, and to just get out of it, mm-hmm. get into your safety boat. And it, you could complain about the price. Okay, fine. I don't know if anyone's complaining about the price. Not really. But the fact is, is, isn't this the entry point you want? And if you don't, if you already have it, okay, you can wait. You know the next six months are going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're calling for the, the, the darkest winter in Europe. Uh, they're calling for, for food shortages. I mean, this is the it's type of happening. insurance policy you want to have, isn't it, it, Paul? Yeah, but it's, it's always our policy. It's better to be three or four months too early than one day too late. You know, when silver and gold start skyrocketing and people, you know, want the product – Buy now. This is the time to buy gold and silver. As I said, if inflation is 10%, 8 10%, 15%, you've got money in the bank. What's happening? Your money's being confiscated. If you put it into gold and silver, it's physical. Can it drop 10%? Can it drop 15%? Very unlikely. Can it go up 40 50%, 100%? Yes, it can. Can it go up 500%? Possibly. I don't want to, you know, sell you a dream that, you know, silver's going to go up. You're you're sitting there saying, "Look, let's let's break 30." Right, Jerry? Mm-hmm. It's let's break 30 then get to 50. And you could look at it that way. If if gold and silver are just strictly your insurance policy, you don't you don't really 
care if it moves up, uh, you know, 500, 600%, but we have to remember what gold and silver have done historically. We're facing some serious headwinds financially from inflation to de-dollarization to the over-digitization of your wealth assets, capital controls like we've never seen. This is the time where we have to look back at the 70s and 80s. What happened during this time was stagflation and what gold and silver did was more than just insurance. Gold went up eightfold during this period and silver went up 11-fold during this period. Now we exacerbate the, 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 the figures a little bit because debts were a lot lower back then. The trust was actually a lot higher. We have lost trust. We're seeing, if we look at all of the nations that are, we're witnessing a global de-dollarization. Do we understand what really that is? The U.S. dollar is the world's reserve currency. Everything we see is Not priced. Not for long. It's, it's the tectonic plates are shifting underneath us. Unless you know what to look for, like you're listening to this show, you're getting a better idea of what to look for to see those signs of what's happening. You know, you see all of these countries around the world saying, we got to get gold, Um so you can see that there's this massive shift that eventually, how do you put the trust back into the system? You go back to 5,000 years worth of trust and faith, and that's gold and silver. In the early 2000s, I was selling silver at $3.80, gold at $250 an ounce. People bought gold and silver, snuck home, didn't tell anybody about it, was kind of embarrassed to say that I bought gold and silver. And, you know, at one time, you know, silver went to $50 and gold's gone over $2,000. Um, will it go up again? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's like housing. Housing, you know, we've had an unbelievable run. It's come off a little bit. But, you know, you don't day trade your house. You don't have to day trade gold and silver. Gold is for your golden years. Put it away. Buy on the dips. You're going to make money, lots of money. And you're going to be safe. You're going to protect your wealth because it can only go up. Yeah, this is the idea of not just protecting your current lifestyle, but also taking advantage of the opportunity here that there's not a lot of things out there that are undervalued right now where you would have the potential during this sea change to be able to increase your wealth and your lifestyle. Well, you and that's money, what I truly believe yeah, is going to happen in metals. Are you going to put metals. your money into natural gas because that's gone up to ridiculous prices? Or lumber or copper or whatever the thing is. If, if, you, if you have the means to, to play commodities, hey, look, we're not the only game in town. We don't deal in paper products. We don't deal in stocks. We don't deal in futures, options, certificates. We deal in physical product. If you don't have a TFSA, that's the best place to start and put gold and silver into a TFSA. It's a tax-free savings account. Or go to our website, guildhallpreciousmetals.com. The website, guildhallpreciousmetals.com, if you want to acquire some physical gold or silver from the uh, comfort of your home and your couch, or right in your car right now, pull over and go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com and you can acquire some gold and silver, or you can go to guildhallwealth.com, learn more about the TFSA, RSPs, etc., or call us direct at one eight seven seven eight silver It's The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. To protect yourself from the immense amount of debt that's going to be created continuing to be serviced and the amount of 
fiat currency that's going to be printed. And at some point, there's an invisible line where the faith runs out. Faith runs out. You know, in Argentina, when they had hyperinflation, and I think it was the 90s, you could run to the U.S. dollar, right? That's it. We're not taking the current currency. We're going to take the U.S. dollar. Well, what happens when the world's reserve currency is hyperinflating? What happens when the rest of the world doesn't trust that currency anymore? Well, we're seeing that tectonic shift around the world of countries saying, you know what? We're going to move to gold. We're going to try to create a new standard, and something's going to give. Now, Everything says what I see in our clients and everything tells me is that we have to take care of ourselves first. You know, you depend on on a on a on a, a large entity like the government to take care of you. Don't be don't be alarmed when the day comes that they take away more from you than give. So, this is all about being so, a personal sovereign and being your own central bank and making sure that you are out of harm's way and that means having assets that are negatively correlated to the dollar. Now, one other thing that we can do is diversify. You know, some people might say, well, what happens if they try to confiscate? Well, I don't think they're going to do that because they're already confiscating through taxation and inflation. And, uh, you know, they're, they're already taking 60, 70% of your wealth away. But one thing you can do that's very discreet is, and it's a best kept secret, is a natural fancy color diamond, right, Paul? Absolutely. And with natural fancy colored diamonds, as Jeremy said, it's a very, very well-kept secret amongst the wealthy um, that have been buying colored diamonds for a long, long time, putting them away. It's not a day trade. It's not something that you hold for five years, you hold for 10, 15, 20 years, pass it down to your family. Um, we have right now a couple of incredible pink diamonds from the Argyle Mine. The Argyle Mine closed last year in October of last year, and they produced 90% of the world's pinks. Now, right now, I've got, I was able to obtain two beautiful diamonds. One's a 0.26, and it's a fancy pink VS2, which is a great uh, quality diamond. It's an argyle uh, for less than $50,000. This is the type of investment that can increase 100, 200% over the years. I've also got a 0.27, which is a, also a fancy intense. It is a, an emerald cut, again, just under $50,000. This is the type of investment that you can put aside for your family. It's not something, you know, if you have the spare cash, you don't know what to do with it. If you're leaving your money in the bank and you're being confiscated at 8%, 10% a year, you might as well put something into a diamond that could make you 20% a year or maybe even more because there is no more pink diamonds coming out of the Argyle mine. And this is a really, really great investment. Now, Jerry, Paul mentioned that these two diamonds are both intense. What are the color grades for those who have n never heard about diamonds before? So as we know, in, in for those who don't know in color diamonds, color is the most important factor. So when we look at color grading, fancy would be your entry. There is light. Guildhall does not offer light diamonds. We do not procure and go after light diamonds. We start at fancy, which would be the, the least saturated of the colors. Then you move up into more rare colors, such as intense, which you start seeing the saturation started to get deeper. And then you move up to vivid. And the, once you hit the vivid, you've hit the rarest category. So what we do try to do here at Guildhall is we push the, we try to push the categories up, try to obtain the highest color carat weight clarity to obtain an investment grade stone. So these diamonds 
are tremendously beautiful. I've now, seen them myself. Now, Paul, you, you mentioned as well these two diamonds are both VS quality. VS2, yeah. VS2. Now, now, a lot of, like, blue diamonds, for instance, you see more internally flawless. And blue is a very rare. Red is going to be the most rare. Then you have orange, blue, purple. Uh, green is also right up there with rarity. And even in green, you're going you're gonna to find a lot more internally flawless now, when you go to a jewelry store, they look for eye clean. That would be VS or higher. But pinks tend to be VS. You, t- you don't tend to see internally flawless with pinks. Why is that? Because they come with a lot of inclusions. And to polish the inclusions out, if you start off with a, a 0.88 diamond and you decide, well, I want to get rid of some of these inclusions because they're on the table, which is on the surface, or on the sides, on the girdle, and you start polishing and cutting, you're going to lose maybe 15 20% of that diamond. And when it comes to colored diamonds, especially pinks and reds, you want to keep that diamond as big as possible. So we only buy pinks with VS quality. Um, and not only is VS quality, the size of the diamond has to be perfect. The dimensions have to be perfect. If you know we buy a diamond, it's no good to be very tiny on the table on the top and very long because you're not going to get any color, any sparkle from that diamond at all because it just goes in one side and goes nowhere. So the scintillation is important, the color, the cut, uh, and the clarity, and the carat weight is really important. Jerry, if someone was going to go out buy a pink diamond for the first time, What's something they should absolutely, a couple things that they should absolutely avoid? Not buy an artisan man-made. <laughs> That's one. Uh, you want to try to get into the rarity. You want to get as rare as possible. And once you realize that, you know what, I'm aiming for generational wealth here. There is a, there is a segment of investors, and we're seeing that BBBY stock, the meme stock, th- these type of quick flips. Once you realize that this is generational wealth, then pink diamond should be attained. Once you have your gold and silver in your portfolio, this is the perfect way to round out a hard asset portfolio. Guildhall does not compromise on precious metals. We do not compromise on diamonds as well. So an entry-level stone like, a, like one of these is perfect. This is a money, money in the bank, as they say in, in New York. These are money in the bank type uh, diamonds um, and would love to introduce this through a diamond discovery session. Come have a look. We'll show you what makes an investment grade stone, what does not make an investment grade stone, and how you can uh, add this to your portfolio. Paul, we have about 30 seconds left. How come we're not seeing any of these type of diamonds come to market these days? I mean, there was a time at Guildhall where on any given month, we might have four or five VS well, quality diamonds COVID- under under 40.4 carat. Yeah, but COVID had a lot to do with it. Uh, the cutters and polishers, whether they were in New York or uh, Tel Aviv or Antwerp, uh, they weren't sending out any product on consignment. They were worried about if I send the package out to someone, will they still be Has there? that increased since then? Uh, there's less diamonds out there, and the quality is not there. And as I said, the Argyle mine closed, and they produced 90% of the world's pinks. So anybody that's got Argyle pinks, just push them to the back of the safe. They know they can sit on them for 10, 15 years, five years. It doesn't matter. They're going to make money on that, on that product. So yellows are becoming very popular again, especially the vivids and internally flawless and the intense. In the, and we've got some beautiful vivids and intense yellows uh, that make a great, great investment. Well, I want to thank you guys for joining us today. 
uh, the number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. If you want to learn more about natural fancy color diamonds, you can give us a call, go to the website, and we're happy to send you some information or even set up a time for us to uh, perhaps even look at a few diamonds uh, in person. Paul, great to have you back on thank The you. Real awesome. Money Show. Uh, thank you again. Thanks for all the listeners for joining us, and we look forward to speaking with you next week here on The Real Money Show on AM640. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto.